back to Garbage Film, the podcast where we like trashy movies and arty film. We're here to say they're not too different, and you can have as much fun with both. Uh, and to prove it, we'll take this week's trashy movie and pair it with something relatively arty. Mm. Mm-hmm. I remain one of your hosts, Nick, and with me, as always, directly across from the table at my 12 o'clock is... This is too much information. Aaron. No, I'm painting a picture. Uh, hello, Nick. <laughs> I'm at her 12 o'clock as well. I was going to say, by the virtue of um, being alive and having a body, I'm facing Nick also, so it's yeah. it's a 12 o'clock. 12 and 6. We're doing a 12 and 6 thing. No, but you're on my 12. And, and you're on my I'm 6. On watch my, my 6. I'll no, watch I'm your watching... 6. <laughs> you can see my 6 behind me. Oh, okay. It's looking great. Thank you. <laughs> this has been 6s and 12s. Clock duck. <laughs> Our no. regular segment, Clock Duck. Very regular. You're the crazy one. <laughs> now I'm, well, clocks are regular, so there you go. Uh, I've been trying to think of a good way to segue into our movie that we're talking about today, but I can't. This is going to, uh, uh, No, I first. didn't set this up for you. I'm yeah. not going to even try to justify it because no. this week we're talking about a singular movie. No. Oh. You know it, I know it. It's Point Break from 1991. It sure is. <laughs> Little hand says it's time to rock and roll. Everybody freeze! Somebody move! We are the ex-presidents! Special Agent John Utah, day number one in L.A. Welcome aboard. The ex-presidents are surfers. You still haven't figured out what riding waves is all about, have you? It's a state of mind. You don't know it yet, but you got it. It's right there. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. No! Are you getting too goddamn close to the surfing guru buddy of yours? Adios, amigo! This was the first time each of us have seen this uh, yes. touchstone. <laughs> Trash touchstone. We didn't intend to do it for the podcast, but it's we so charming it and, like, and the, stupid. Yeah, the people need to hear about how we love this stupid movie. This movie from 30 years ago that we think. <laughs> oh, don't say it's 30 Oh, I'm sorry. Did you Ooh. just... <laughs> you uh, recoiled a little bit there. I've slightly died very mm-hmm. early on in the episode. Oh, yeah. You hadn't died for a while. So. That's true. Yeah. Reborn. Uh, Point Break from 1991, directed by Catherine Bigelow, written by W. Peter Eiliff, uh, who I don't really know from anything else, but starring people we know from so many things. Oh, yes. We've got Patrick Swayze as Bodie. We've got Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah. (laughs) Can't believe that's his fucking name. So funny. Laurie Petty as Tyler Endicott. Gary Busey as Agent Angelo Pappas and uh, professional yeller John C. McGinley as Agent Harp. <laughs> He's a great yeller. One of our all-time greatest, like, barkers. Yeah. Solid, like, the 90s yelly guy. He's who I think of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. His little... His, the, He's the, got range. His got lips range. disappearing as he, like, just, like, really... <laughs> <laughs> Lanes into it. So, uh, yeah, let's run through the plot of this, this little bad boy, this little surfer heist movie. Little Big Surfer Heist movie. Little Big Surfer Heist movie, uh, which was the, that's the subtitle. Uh, (laughs) I knew that this movie was about surfing, but I wasn't prepared for how much, so. I didn't know this movie was about surfing, so I was not prepared in the slightest. So Um, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to discover that a movie is about surfing. (laughs) It's just very uplifting. You sit down with Citizen Kane, like, oh, surfing. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, point break. Former Ohio State quarterback and rookie FBI agent Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Assists his experienced agent uh, buddy Angelo Pappas in investigating a string of bank robberies by the group called the Ex-Presidents. Which is a great band name. Uh, yeah, great band name, great robber group. Yep. I love every aspect no of the Ex-Presidents. Yeah. Uh, there are a gang of robbers who wear rubber masks of Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Jimmy Carter. So there's a nice one in there. Okay. Uh, rather than robbing vaults, they only demand the cash the tellers have in their drawers and are gone within 90 seconds. They don't push it. They know what they can get away with, yep. and their goal is not to get caught. Mm-hmm. Pursuing Pappas's theory that the criminals are surfers uh, just purely by the fact that there is uh, a surfer wax involved, right. or wax that can be used for surfing. Yes, surfboard wax was found at the scene of the crime or something, and they only show up during, during like, the summer. Good, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Which they could be teachers. You don't that's, know. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Gotta wax their desks. Uh, sure, right? <laughs> Do they? Yes. Let's say yes. They're, gonna, they're snapping under the pressure, so that makes. A <laughs> and they sense. don't get paid very well. Yeah. So you know what? I believe it. Let's start this movie over. It's about teaching now. <laughs> oh, no, it's Kindergarten Cop. Oh, God. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Uh, uh, pursuing this lead, Utah goes undercover to infiltrate the surfing community. He fabricates a personal family tragedy to persuade orphaned surfer and restaurant waitress Tyler Endicott to teach him to surf after she saves him from drowning during his first attempt at surfing because he's a boneheaded uh, quarterback who's just he's like, I figured it out. And yeah. Just zero to drowning immediately. <laughs> Almost like a good chunk of the first 10 minutes is just him eating shit underwater, just yep. like totally beefing it, which is fair. Serving is very hard. Yeah. And I mean, he just eats shit for this whole movie. He's oh. constantly being bad at his job, which is great. Yeah. Uh, I love to see it. But through her uh, saving him and teaching him, he meets Bodhi, the charismatic leader of a gang of surfers who are initially wary of Utah, but accept him when Bodhi recognizes him as the former college football star who quit the sport due to a knee injury. Like, if not for that weird piece of college if, sports trivia <laughs> maybe this is a u.s thing where people follow this very carefully and very religiously but yeah i the idea that like oh they just happened to be at that one crucial game or yeah. something like where he was the standout you know nothing has I, seemed I, I, less relatable to me like that a character could pluck that out yeah uh, I honestly, when he, we find that out about him when he's telling Tyler, like, oh, I was also orphaned. Hmm. And so I thought he was lying. That's me too. Yeah. yeah. And then they start referencing it and like, wow, this story got around. Well, like, no, really this good. is his actual life. <laughs> or like, is he pretending to be someone else or something? And they're like, no, they recognize him from the game. Like, uh, But this is a thing of like, he's supposed to be named, quote, named after Joe Montana, who is a football player. Oh, okay. That's the idea with that's, the name. That's the, the seed of the... Yeah. Okay. So, what? as uh, Keanu masters surfing, uh, he finds himself increasingly drawn to the surfer's adrenaline-charged lifestyle. <laughs> Bodhi's philosophies and Tyler. <laughs> oh, my God. Following a clue retrieved by analyzing toxins found in the hair of one of the bank robbers, Utah and Pappas lead an FBI raid on another gang of surfers, resulting in the deaths of two of them. Uh, so really hack that gang down. The raid inadvertently ruins a DEA operation uh, as those surfers were wanted for separate charges regarding drug dealing. Uh, and due to their drug dealing, they're proven to not be the ex-presidents. Which... Right. They were, they, like, the DEA agent is like, no, I was surveilling them in, like, a different yeah, city we did during a big the bank robbery. drug deal yeah. Yeah, on that date. Yeah. yeah. Man, Keanu's bad at his job. Fucking it up all over. Oof. 
But they're a bunch of skinheads, so some skinheads mm. got shot, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so. Not a net loss, yeah, necessarily. a game for, yeah. Yeah. Humanity, I guess? <laughs> I, guess. I don't... Mm, that's anyway. callous even for me. Uh, watching Bodhi's group surfing, Utah begins to suspect that they are the ex-presidents, noting how close a group they are, and the way one of them moons other surfers in the same manner as one of the rubbers does when leaving a bank early on. That's true. Yeah. I just love that the detective work here is like, wait, they're four friends. Yeah. <laughs> you get a bit early on where Pappas is explaining like, like these guys are so in sync yeah. they work together they know each other they trust each other <laughs> and then there's just him watching them surf and not dying and he's like hold on they're all in a line they're making me think of Ronald Reagan <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell why mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty great so with this in mind Utah and Pappas stake out a bank and the ex-presidents up here while wearing a Reagan mask the gang leader who is implied to be Bodie leads Utah on a foot chase through the neighborhood, which ends when uh, Utah's old knee injury flares up after uh, jumping into a flood control channel. Oh, shit. Yeah, I yeah. never really put that together. Okay, I thought I, he was fucked up his when knee, he jumping jumped, into a canal. Yeah, when he jumped down and then fell over, I was like, oh, right. But, like, oh, that's, okay, okay. The movie worked on my brain there. Wow, what the um, hell? And is this a good movie? It, it is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Despite having a clear shot, Utah repeatedly shoots in the air and Reagan, the Reagan suspect escapes. As immortalized and hot fuzz this moment, of course. Yes, there's a stare down. Johnny can't do it, so he just rolls over and fires his gun up into the air. And uh, we'll talk about the chase more later, but I just, that chase is fucking great. It's great. It's, I loved it. Pardon the phrase, but it's an adrenaline soaked thrill ride. Sorry. It is, though. Moving right along. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. <laughs> Take us away. At a campfire that night, it is confirmed that Bodie and his gang are the ex presidents. Tyler discovers Utah's uh, FBI badge and angrily terminates the relationship after briefly holding him at gunpoint. Shortly afterwards, Bodie aggressively recruits Utah into going skydiving with the group, and he accepts. Mm -hmm. After the jump, Bodie reveals that he knows Utah is FBI and has arranged for uh, friend Rosie, who's not part of the surfer gang, he's just a local thug, to hold Tyler hostage. Utah is blackmailed into participating in the ex-president's last bank robbery of the summer, uh, and as a result of this robbery, one of the surf gang, an off-duty cop, and a bank guard, uh, the later two who uh, attempt to foil the robbery, are all killed. Yep. A lot more bloodshed in this one. Yeah. Outraged by his gang member's death, Bodie knocks Utah out and leaves the scene. And here we get, uh, Utah gets arrested, everything's falling apart. Yeah, because he just robbed a fucking bank. Yeah. Yeah. So Pappas takes Utah to, to go to jail. Utah gives him a like. For old time's sake, buddy, I know where they're going to be. Let's like, get I, We can get them. We can fix this. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Pappas is an idiot and is like, yeah, let's do it. And they Sounds go, good, apparently. <laughs> they go to the airport and uh, another firefight ensues. One of the non-Bodhi gang members gets shot and is dying. Pappas gets shot and is presumably dead. Yes, I yeah. I, I, he, he'd have to be, right? Yeah. yeah, another gang member gets blown away, so like we're down to very few. And uh, Bodhi takes Keanu as a hostage on the plane. When they get over their jump point, the ailing surfer is thrown out. He's clearly going to die. Right. And Bodhi jumps out as well, leaving Keanu to just die in a plane. <laughs> um, but Utah jumps without a parachute. So adrenaline filled. Oh God, yeah. Intercepts him in the air. And after landing safely, Utah's knee gives out again, allowing, allowing Bodhi to escape, grab the money, and uh, Tyler is released. Bodhi's true to his word. And then nine months later, Utah tracks Bodhi to to a beach in Australia where he said he'd be for a 50, like a storm that only comes around every 50 years. Yeah. 
they have a cool fist fight, and Keanu's gonna arrest him, and Bodhi's like, no, one more. The wave, the I wave, gotta get man. the wave. For righteousness, let me go. And he does, he goes to surf, and we don't know if it's on purpose or not, but Bodhi gets absorbed by the waves, and we he never see him. sucked under, yeah. Keanu throws his badge into the sea. So, yeah. Credits roll. A guitar wails. Yeah. I assume, I don't remember. No, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, wait, no, that was me that you were hearing. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's too sad for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, so that's really good. a really lengthy <laughs> breakdown of It's This movie is more about vibes than really about is. plot beats. But, like, weirdly, yeah, the plot beats do hold together. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll give it that. I am too old for this movie because the whole <laughs> thing, just the last half of the movie, I was like, God, his knee, you can't do this to his poor cartilage. Oh, and like, it's he's limping around. so bad. Because yeah. he's, he's supposed to be 26, you're 25. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, bud. You're over 25. That shit's not going to get better. Yeah, that's you're the done. best it's going to be from yep. now on. <laughs> you limp now forever. Yep. Sit at a desk forever, FBI boy. Uh-huh. Except not because I guess why isn't he arrested again? Like did he flee the country? Is he on the, the run? Yeah, he must yeah. be right. He's just like obsessed with tracking down this one last caller. Yeah, it's the one that got away. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is the movie that's credited with like the creation of like bromance as part of an action movie. Nice. It's also the one that is credited with like providing intimacy for like the male characters like softness yeah sure yeah male tenderness on screen yeah which is like i i can't find anything to refute that i buy that sure why not yeah yeah like eh, yeah certainly not in in hollywood movies that i can picture but like Yeah. yeah it's very like the relationship between bodhi and johnny utah is is the (laughs) focal point and it is very like he wants Johnny wants to impress Bodie, but also mm-hmm. catch him. Like he thinks he's better than him, but he, but not really. Yeah, like, and he's like hooking up with Bodie's old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah that he he only knows Bodie because Tyler introduced them. It's, it's mm-hmm. very like, yeah, they they talk about their feelings and what it feels yeah. like to you know to surf and to catch huge waves and like how that's such a high point and like it makes <laughs> you feel these things and not in a really aggressive like in your face way but just like man this like spiritually fulfills me yeah and like bodhi isn't his real name bodhi is short for buddha vista which is a buddhist term that i oh i know i looked up what what it means but i can't doesn't it mean like oneness yeah one with god or something along those lines so like yeah he's that's he's he's playing that role yes he is (laughs) yeah he's very he's very i don't know Calm is not the word for sure, but like he's just very chill. He is chill. That's the vibe. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. The other really weird thing, just talking about the male intimacy stuff, mm-hmm. uh, going back through reviews from the time, it is amazing how much hay people made out of how everyone considers, or everyone in the, whose articles I read sure. considers Lori Petty, who plays Tyler Endicott, mm-hmm. to look very androgynous slash male. And Keanu leaves to look very androgynous slash female. Mm. And it's this crazy subversion that no one's ever seen before. Like, (laughs) 
I don't think that when I look at them. I, I can kind of see yeah. how you might maybe think that. Sure, I guess she's got like a strong jaw. I think that's literally, she's got know. a strong jaw and she doesn't have a huge 80s breasts. Right, yeah, yeah in the movie about surfing and people wearing swimsuits, oh. she's not a swimsuit model. And she has shorter hair than Keanu Reeves. That's, that's the true. other thing. But he's trying to be like a dirty hippie yeah, type. Exactly. Like it's yeah. not, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe is it was it one of these things where like, it, Catherine Bigelow directed this. I I don't know if it's uncharitable for me to be like she wanted to make it about a woman. But was mm. was Johnny Utah originally supposed to be a female agent, and Tyler was supposed to be the male, like a friend of? You have good instincts, not quite, but oh, okay. the, according to my reading, so a little bit about the writing, uh, screenplay by Peter Illiff. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one thing I just wanted to mention is that he purposefully, the leader of the bank robbing gang is Ronald Reagan because he said that like this is what trickle-down economics gets you. Oh That's what God. that means. Um, but for the script that Peter Eliff turned in, all the plot beats remain the same mm-hmm. pretty much. But Bigelow and James Cameron, who she was married to at the time, right. rewrote the script together to include way more stuff about Tyler to enhance the relationship between Tyler and Keanu Reeves. Okay, sure. So it is thought that yes, like okay, the all reason right. that all that all is in there, all the male intimacy, all the um, there's a lot of a lot of people talking about how like yeah, you just get to ogle the dudes in this. Uh, oh yeah, this is man candy. Time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was very much like clearly a female director did it. And, like I initially get my eye up of like no male directors can think that a male body looks good too, but like no, that was her. She That's wanted what's to do right. it. Yeah, good, good for her. <laughs> It is such a, like, I don't know, it's it's not, uh, I don't know, it's not weird, like, it's not sexualized. Mm. Like, they, they don't look good as, like, yeah, piece of meat. No. It's just, they're having fun, they're in shape. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, it's not, it doesn't feel sexualized and, like, you should be attracted to them sexually. Mm. It's just, like... These are some hot people enjoying life. That's really all it is, you know? <laughs> some of them are crime guys. That's also some part of it. Some of them are cops guys. Yeah. This is, this is what... Oh, this is such a classic, like, Catherine Bigelow brings the female gaze and the, like, male action tropes, and James Cameron thinks cops are a fuck. Those are the classic, <laughs> like, those are the two things. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Wonderful. Great team. It's too bad they didn't... They immediately got divorced. <laughs> it's too bad about their whole deal. Yep. Yeah, but uh, the other thing I liked about this is that, so James Cameron was making T2 at this time. Ah, oh, nice. And they would, like, at the end of the day, they'd go home and trade dailies and be like, ooh, you should do that. Ooh, you should do this. Ooh, you should do that. Which oh, is... we were both shooting in the canals. That's so cute. <laughs> I actually have no idea where. No, it wasn't It wasn't in L.A., right? Where the. God, I have no idea. The U.S. Yeah. all just looks kind of the same to me. Yeah, it's just cement. I don't know. Yeah. But no, it's just very cute. Like, let's go home and, like, talk shop. And That's adorable. <laughs> That's what you do if you're both in the same industry. You, like, yeah. go, like, how was your day? Yeah. Adorable. So I just like that, like, you get so many different uh, viewpoints to, like, <laughs> yeah. tr- like, this movie should just be a paint-by-numbers thing. And the ones that come out that are copying this are paint-by-numbers. And, the, like, all the yeah. formula is there that everyone's building up the formula. But the individual shit, like... A guy in a Reagan mask shooting a flamethrower at a car in slow motion is just like, that's cool. Where did that come from? Why <laughs> don't we have more of that? Yeah. Like, if you uh, tried to do that now, it would be too winky. Whereas yeah. back then, they're probably just being like, this is a great spectacle. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Well, isn't there, doesn't, doesn't Reagan do the speech of, like, 
We're the ex-presidents. We've been fucking you over for 40 years. <laughs> now we just need two more minutes of your time. Yes. You'll get your money back, which is more than we can say for, like, what they were doing with your money before. Or something. Like, uh, it's not It's not subtle. It's not. And I love it for that. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a... Uh, I got some fun facts for you. Yeah. I think this is pretty widely known, but I just like this a lot. Uh, when they were casting Johnny Utah, Johnny Depp was the, like, front runner for it. Mm. Uh, and after that, they were go. They were trying to get like Matthew Broderick, Willem Dafoe, Val Kilmer, Matthew. or Charlie Sheen in there. Okay, Matthew Broderick is the real odd one out here for me. Matthew Broderick and like Willem Dafoe would have been like in his thirties at the time, so like he's not craggy yet. But yeah. like that's not a sympathetic face. That's, I don't think. No, that's a that's a bad more guy a. face. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, yes, that is a more. Um, yeah, weird. But the reason they went with Keanu Reeves is because Bigelow. She was like, I will, like, I, I need this guy. This is the okay. guy I need. Okay. Had he been in anything, anything since then? The, or before then? The only thing that had been released that he had really been in were the Bill and Ted movies. Huh, or just right. movie at that point, maybe. Just the first one. Just movie. Yeah. So, like, he was pretty much unknown. He'd only done, like, student films and art house films. And okay. Bill and Ted was his biggest movie. And something about him, she was like, yeah, he looks like a dumb Californian football player who talks like a surfer almost already. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I will say, like, for, you know, we, we all love Keanu Reeves. He is the epitome of wonderful mm-hmm. adorableness. Whatever you think of his acting, I feel like he is at his most naturalistic in this movie. Yeah. It's the least jarring that a Keanu performance can be. Yeah, the scale is this is one end and Bram Stoker's Dracula is the other end. Oh my god, yes, that's (laughs) very true. Um, Where that is acting, capital A. Budapest. (laughs) Budapest. Ah, uh, love it. Um, yeah, because even the stuff that's cringy that he says in this, you're like, this character would be saying No, this. totally, yeah. He's a yeah. 25-year-old who's losing yeah. his mind <laughs> yeah, going he, undercover. He's a, he peaked in high school, and now he's an yeah. FBI agent. <laughs> so an FBI agent. <laughs> uh, yeah. To any FBI agents listening, yes, we mean you. <laughs> Each and every one of you. We live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. Planning on going to the states anytime yeah, soon, fine. so we're good. Well, uh, well, now you're not. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like he is well suited to that. That's it. Okay. Much. Well, yeah. Catherine, good eye. Very good, good eye. eye. Yeah. And she was coming at it from a like, he's gonna make or break the movie. Like we yeah. all know, Patrick Swayze is is good and. Oh, he this, was a given. He was a given point. at okay. this point. Yeah. When was Roadhouse? Uh, I think it was like Before. 89 or yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, Fresh off a of Roadhouse. Yeah, Ghost oh, is Ghost being shot is like right concurrently. Now. So oh, it hasn't shit. come out yet. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought he had longer hair in Ghost. Am I crazy? He, he kind of, yes, he does. The foot chase with yeah. Reagan, while Reagan. that is being shot, Patrick Swayze is on oh. set for Ghost. Who cares who it is? Under yeah, the mask? exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, wait. So that big stare down, is that actually Swayze? Nope. <gasps> Motherfucker! <laughs> what? That's such a good moment. Yeah. Oh, that's his yes. his stunt guy. I can't. I didn't write uh, down his name, which is me showing disrespect to stunt performers, which I shouldn't do because I love uh, stunt performers. Well, stunt performer, whomever you you are, you fucking sold it. Yeah, they, they oh, could have done inserts for maybe for maybe that yeah. part, but like the foot chase itself, it's all his stunt guy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The schedule was packed at that point. I mean, fuck it. Yeah, it's yeah. the Iron Man thing where it doesn't matter. Like they just have whoever they just yeah. have a, a stunt performer under the mask. Which is such a great, like, I didn't question uh, it all. I'm like, the whole no, time I'm like, Swayze's no. there. He's yeah, doing it. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Okay. 
Movie magic. Yep. And another fun Swayze thing is that he was an avid skydiver before the movie started shooting. Oh, right. I think and I knew this. the, uh, oh, what does he say? Adios, amigo, or he says... Via Cundis. Via Cundis. And he falls backwards out of the plane. That's a real jump that he did. Oh, uh, and it was the only one that they wanted him to do. Okay. And insurers kept saying to him, stop skydiving during the <laughs> shoot, for God's sake. <laughs> I didn't think we'd have to say this. Yeah. Stop jumping out of planes. And they had to tell him 54 times because he did 55 total jumps. Oh my god. <laughs> what? How do you how do you sneak 54 dives he under the noses would of... would sneak up and then come back to Gary Busey and be like, dude, you gotta come next time. Oh my time. god. And... So he took like each individual crew and cast member up? <laughs> well, after uh... shooting was done, he got Gary Busey to, to jump with him. All right. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> Gary Busey's crazy enough yeah. to, to enjoy that, for sure. Get too much drag from his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Gary Busey. You, uh, gotta, you have wonderful a very performer. noticeable Very distinctive, face. yes. Yeah. <laughs> feel, I feel like Willem Dafoe would have been a good Gary Busey. Like, he would have oh, been yeah, good in that role. Very good, yeah. yes. Just real, like, determined and very bitter towards everyone. And, yeah. Yeah. Very cynical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's funny. So one thing I w- I'm not going to get too deep into Catherine Bigelow. She's she's great. She do a good movie. We like. Uh, she describes her style. Uh, she purposely sets out to make her movies an exploration of film's potential to be kinetic. Ooh, which I like that. whenever I uh, just reading through a bunch of interviews with her, whenever people are like your movies are so visceral, she comes back to say that like what you are describing is having having like a feedback loop with the audience so yes i want it to be visceral mm. because i want people to be connected in like a whole body kind of way to what's happening sure and so she sets out to shoot things as such and the the example from this movie there's like you look this up and it'll be like and in this movie she wanted this part to be it and in this movie she wanted this part and okay. it's the foot chase in this. oh sure i believe um, that and uh in a movie with skydiving <laughs> surfing like the Keanu way- jumps out of a plane with uh, yeah. no parachute. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Uh, they, she, she has a reputation for like purpose building equipment on set, pretty much, oh. or like working with people to get the equipment built to accomplish the thing that they need to do. Sure. So they invented a thing on this called the Pogo Cam, called it that, uh, which was a uh, a stripped down handheld thirty five millimeter camera that weighed eighteen pounds. It was rigged onto a gyro stabilizer. Which was borrowed, like harvested off of a steady cam, okay. so to keep it oh, from being sure. too shaky. Okay. Uh, and then that itself was mounted on a body length pole, so that okay. it could be like moved at different angles and around things and above things and behind the camera person, so that they could run in front sometimes. Oh, okay. Uh, and then a wire loop on top of the camera came down to the camera operator, so that they could see what was going to be in frame. Um, okay. To give them a little, a little, a little uh, monitor to to check out oh, what sure, would be in frame, sure. yeah. uh, and then they just fucking ran. <laughs> like the just... foot chase is three people: it's Reagan, sure, Reeves, sure. and the cameraman, and the camera guy. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I just assumed. Yeah, these must have all been car car mounted cameras or what? Like no, it's... a dolly. No, it's all this. one dude running. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, to give props to the guys, James Murrow was the camera operator for this. Oh, but you couldn't look up Reagan's stunt double. I fucked it up! <laughs> <laughs> well um, done, James Murrow, and yeah. also everyone else. Yes, yes, yes. Crazy. Uh, 
And so that's the like the big example from this one that sure. it was a like no we need to make this as visceral as possible. Yeah, it's gonna feel like someone running because they're fucking running. Yeah, and it's like it's so much better than the shaky cam stuff you get. Or to me, this is a stylistic. I don't choice. care for. I shaky don't like shaky cam, cam myself. No. But this is this is great. Like it it holds together so well. Yeah. Like I was. Like, the movie is the movie, and we all know what Point Break is, but that <laughs> that whole segment was, like, the entire movie is worth it for that part. Genuinely compelling. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That's yeah. also where we get the flamethrower in that, in that scene, so good shit. <laughs> you can't lose. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, that'll do it. And this feels like it's become more the thing, but she was very much like, we have to train everybody like all the actors to do all of their stunts whenever possible mm. all their combat whenever possible because you need to see people's faces if you sure. can't if you know it's a stunt performer it's no longer a kinetic thing for you because you're like oh they yeah. changed oh the changed. magic is gone yeah. even if it's subconscious she think yeah that's the that's the thing oh okay yeah. all right i can see that mm-hmm. i feel like nowadays it's it's very like uh you know whatever it's almost, you can't, you're fucked either way. Like, if you have someone playing the piano, and it's a shot, it's an insert shot of yeah. someone without a face visible, and then it cuts to the actor's face, and they're sitting at the piano, and they're like, they've, oh, they must not be playing. Yeah. But if you do the thing of, like, you know, film the actor playing, like, their hands, and then tilt up to show their face, it's almost like you're just saying, see, he's <laughs> really playing the piano. And either way, it's just not... Yeah. I would take the second one you described over the first one, though, because the first one is always like, okay, clearly a pianist, and then you cut to the face, and like, then the actor is making piano face. <laughs> well, that's that... <laughs> true. Yes, that's very distracting. What you think piano face is, yeah. which is never correct. Nope. It's always worse. Do it worse. Yeah. Don't look cute. Make it look like you like don't understand even what you're doing, and that's yeah. piano face. Are you about to poop? That face. <laughs> I don't... We are double bass players, and if you mm. want to know what bass face is, it's like you have the world's most difficult piece of gum to chew and you're working on it and it's stuck and on also, your lips somehow too. yeah yeah <laughs> you might drool a little bit like it's not pretty anyway somehow your eyes become like unlevel from each <laughs> yeah, other you turn into a picasso <laughs> anyway i just yeah i see that and i'm like all you're doing oh oh so the actor really play what i think in that moment is oh that actor really plays piano yeah it ruins it oh I you see. know what i mean yeah but no i agree with the if you don't break continuity on the the fight scenes, if it's really Keanu Reeves punching, mm. I'm like, yes, I understand that Keanu Reeves is an actor in this movie. However, what I'm seeing is, oh, that character is fighting now. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. I agree. Nice. <laughs> I agree, Catherine Bigelow. You're so right. <laughs> Uh, uh, you and I both know this already. I'm going to bring it up again, but this movie was originally titled Johnny Utah. Right. Which sucks so bad. That's the worst. <laughs> it's such a funny name for a movie. It's such a B-movie ass title. Like, I, and I realized that Keanu Reeves later stars in a movie called Johnny Mnemonic, but he Johnny- He stars U- in that? Yeah, he's Johnny Mnemonic. Am I not thinking of the right movie? Are you thinking of The Matrix? <laughs> Johnny The Matrix? Always, but- Johnny Matrix, right? Is that not what? No, God damn it! What is it? Uh, It'll come to me. Okay. It's fine. But okay, cool. Yeah, that would have been a bad choice. Yeah, very for many bad reasons. Or, or a good choice. I don't know. It just—it's one of those things of like in the alternate timeline where this movie is called Johnny Utah. It is <laughs> hilarious to me. Especially, I feel like that would make nothing it a takes bad place one. in Utah. Utah's never mentioned no, as a place. No, exactly. It doesn't matter that his name is Johnny Utah. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. And then I just have two fun facts about Catherine Bigelow that I came across that I'm a big fan of. Uh, The first has nothing to do with anything. In the 70s, she was good buddies with composer Philip Glass. Oh, nice. Uh, And uh, to make fast cash back then, she and Glass uh, 
would uh, uh, buy, buy old loft residences, renovate them, and then sell them. They'd flip. They'd flip lofts. lofts. Where? Uh, in L.A. Or no, no, no. Sorry, in New York. Okay. Uh, she was the one in charge of like the floors, so she'd do all the sanding and all the okay. carpentry. Oh, all so she's stuff. very much a build yeah. things in a short amount of time person. Yep. Ah. Very hands on. And Love the that. only quote I have to, for today is, I just think it's great. From Catherine Bigelow, quote, I love B-movies. There is a wildly chaotic rawness to them, and they're not self-important. <laughs> yes! I'm going to get that on a pillow. Which is why this weird, like, B-movie f- with A production value is yeah. good, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, if you just embrace the spirit of it, of like, yeah. no, these are fun. Yeah. If they're not self-important, they're fun. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Solid. Because when you make them too linky, it takes away... It. We don't <sighs> want to be in on the joke. There's no, no. joke unless... Don't it... put Sharknado in front of me. <laughs> Fuck you. Who do you think I am? And who do you think you are? I'm me. God damn it. It's the worst possible... No. Uh, yeah, I agree with her 100%. Yeah. I'm sad that she now makes department of defense movies oh, but yeah, like right. whatever yeah. what are you gonna do what get that do? cash girl <laughs> uh so that's all i've got to say about point break for the most part uh is all there anything you'd like to that i kind of skipped over or that i just i really do like the male man uh, <laughs> i do like the mailman i haven't seen a mailman in like 12 years <laughs> i don't live in a it's postal worker aaron we oh don't... i'm so sorry a male person no that still doesn't solve the problem um I really enjoy the male bonding part of this mm, and not yeah. in just a like, yeah, fuck yeah, it dudes, doesn't feel like bros. a joke. It, no, it doesn't yeah. feel like a joke and it doesn't feel like for the sake of it. It's just like, how awesome is it to have good friends? Yeah. It's just kind of the message. The and power I, of friendship. The power of friendship. And it's such a it's such a nice like you feel very hurt for Johnny when mm. you feel for both of them. Like you feel hurt for Johnny when Bodhi finds out that he's an FBI agent and clearly like when he tries to foil the bank robbery or whatever and he he shows up Bodhi shows up at Johnny's place and is mm. like get your shit we're going for it like he's very short with him yeah and you can feel the disappointment and like the bitterness yeah of, like, I thought you were my friend like this is fuck you for taking advantage of this it's got a real like we'll talk about this at home yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. we will discuss this in Not the car in front of company yeah exactly <laughs> And it's just like, oh no, they found me out and they, my cover is blown. But it is also this like, you had something really nice and you mm. fucked it up. Yeah. 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 I, I enjoy that part of it where, yeah, male tenderness or like vulnerability is not a joke. Yeah. And it's funny because we, we keep like it, it is presented as tenderness and, and intimacy, but it is just such a basic human need. No, it's like, just like, yeah, yeah, you guys just get along really well. That's it. Like, it's just having friends yeah. that you can, like, share in things you enjoy. So much and of, like... be open with your feelings on. Yeah. Like, all these things that are... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. I didn't mean no, that. that's that's totally it. Like, I feel like it's very... It's very... It's easy to share feeling... I, I say this. It's easy to commiserate over how things make you feel bad. Mm. Like, oh, I hate this, or this sucked for me, or like, oh, yeah, me too. I feel like it's a lot harder in some ways to put out there like, hey, I really liked this thing. Oh, God, Do so much Do you also like this thing? Yeah. Is so much harder and more vulnerable. Yeah. And, and that's, it's so weird to see a movie just about that, just about people being like, oh, my God, we... 
this everything I'm saying sounds so stupid, but like for to, for a movie to be out to be about, hey, I like this. Do you like this too? Yeah. Oh my god, let's be friends. Yeah, is so. And it's like, just like oh my job. Fuck. Yeah, shit. God damn it. It's so pure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I I really like that part of it. Yeah. Where it is about it's not about the surfing. It's not it's about not. the bank robbing. Yeah. Yeah. It's able to transcend those the the like setting and indeed such on that yeah and it is you know by the end where johnny has tracked him down and and bodhi is like okay well i'm fucked i'm gonna go for one last surf Mm. and just i'm gonna let the waves suck me under at least that's how i interpret it i as well is such a a good metaphor for like i don't know if you've had friendships dissolved because neither of you know knew what to do after a a wound Mm. or knew what to do after a after something changed yeah. and you don't have the tools to work through it and like neither of you will back down or whatever in in this case it's a very male thing to do of mm-hmm. like or a male socialized thing to do yeah like, you never admit you're wrong you okay well got, then you fucked yourself like you yeah. should have admitted you were wrong you've got keanu saying at some point in the movie he goes like damn why can't i even say what i really mean oh my god yes <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to leave Leave Tyler a, voicemail. a message? Yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, I wish I could just say what I really mean. Like, yeah, I know you do, buddy. You can <laughs> do it. It's hard sometimes. I agree. Fucking hard. <laughs> so I just really, I treasure that. Uh, also, one thing that I really like that has nothing to do with the theme of the movie at all, mm. I like that the ex-presidents, spoiler alert, <gasps> they die in the order yeah. of like, yeah, the, they're serving their terms. So Jimmy eats it first and then LBJ and yeah, yeah. I really like that. I do like that. I, I don't know my American history that well. I think Carter's a Democrat and the rest are all Recu- Republicans. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't honestly tell you. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy Carter is, right? Yeah. Or I remember he's the nice one. He's the build the he's house the for He's the build humanity. houses, yeah. He's the peanuts guy. I don't think he's nice per se, but I think he's done the least damage. Oh, okay. Is that kind of the idea? I think that's or, like, what I'm trying to say. like has contributed the most. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But don't know U.S. history, so... Yeah. Sue me. Uh, I agree with everything. The only thing that I wanted to tack on there is that I really like that this is... It's kind of the same thing that you're saying, but the, like, taking the institution's point of view from this is that, like, this is a movie where... Keanu Reeves is like, I need to... I belong at the FBI. This is my place to be. Mm, This is my thing. I earned this. Yeah, and he gets there and, like, nobody likes him. He doesn't work well with others. It doesn't go great. And he's got this, like identity crisis kind of of like but what do i do this is what i'm supposed to do but i legitimately enjoy the company of the surfer group and i love surfing and tyler's great this like mild identity crisis as you're like trying to hold up where you think you belong versus where you want to be yeah a classic 25 year old thing oh yes you're finding yourself you're working at the fbi (laughs) as you do when you're 25 (laughs) everyone goes through it maybe was it different back then like 30 years ago what was What's what was twenty five years old back then? Was that like you should have had a house and a family already? <laughs> this, you know what? This might have been the beginning of oh, you can't quite afford the thing, mm. you can't quite okay. live up to what your parents had. I mean, a pretty it's a pretty been. explicit part of the movie that like the ex presidents are doing it to bankroll their lives, yeah. right? Like they don't have fancy homes. No, they're doing it literally like to go from one heist to the next and then live off that yeah. money. Yeah, which is why they don't go for the big haul or whatever. They're that's not settle down money. Yeah. Yeah. Classic twenty five year old shit. Oh, 25 year olds. We were all one once, so we can only judge. <laughs> we were all one collective twenty five year old <laughs> once. Uh but now is the time to stop remembering and start stating 
that we want to program these this movie in a double bill with a marquee title if we feel like it. How was that for a segue? You this, look like I've hurt you. This podcast should just be titled Segways, fuck you. <laughs> Forced segues. What's Lionel Hertz's or Hudson's business card? Segways? No. Oh. Awkward cuts. <laughs> or whatever. Oh, we're gonna get business cards made. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you you, okay. you know what we're doing. So uh, <laughs> take us away, Aaron. Get us uh, give us our first double bill. Oh, I opened my um, the Bodhisattva is oh. someone who is on the path towards Buddhahood. Oh, okay. So he's on his way to becoming reaching one of for enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, so for this movie, I am. Actually, I'm kind of going to go with your take a little bit. I know, I'm stealing. And examine the sort of, oh, I want to be this, but I should be this. Mm. What are my duties to, to like, what people think I should be versus what are my duties to myself Mm. as a person? And where do my wants really come from? Where, Mm -hmm. Where are they? Like, are they my wants? Are they someone else's wants? Do I want this because I want to be like someone else? Or do I want it actually for me? What does that even mean? Mm. All of those classic questions. And I'm going to pair this with the Zhang Yimou movie from 2019, 2018? Somewhere in there? Shadow. <laughs> Whatever year Shadow came out. I, I think 2018. That sounds right. Right, yeah. Yeah, so this is a this is a double bill about like the blurring of the line between your the self you're presenting to the world and the mm. self you really are, and it's very much externalized in Shadow, <laughs> where he's literally playing a guy. Two different people, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but in a fun meta twist, the movie those two guys are played by the same actor, which I didn't pick up on the first I time. I know, which he's blows my mind. So good at it, I know. Oh, who um, is that again? Uh, I'll look that up. Fair question. But yeah, he's amazing. Anyway. Yeah, so Shadow is about a... He's not a warlord. No. Um, He's like a general. Yes. A Chinese general is trying to make peace and like consolidate power Mm. by bringing together, like by taking control of this one important city. To do it, he has to use his, his general, who's this like amazing, you know, warrior poet like very gentlemanly person mm-hmm. but that general is being played by a fake by the a real, shadow of by a shadow of the real general the real general was wounded or something and is um is in hiding basically and he has brought up this orphan who just happens to look astoundingly like him to be his double mm-hmm. and he's putting the double out on the public stage to mm-hmm. say like okay great like he's trying to puppet master it from behind and like basically once they have power usurp the king yeah. is what is going on there but the shadow is a person still mm-hmm. so he's still you he finds himself being like is this what i really want i'm not i'm not i am a man like the the stronger the quote-unquote real person gets the less strong the shadow gets what if it works the other way too can i the shadow become the real person Mm. and it's a gorgeous movie so So good good. it's also i don't know if you're as scared of bamboo as i am i'm terrified of bamboo and this movie i know but this movie really brings into sharp focus emphasis on sharp why that is so it's really good. I recommend it. It's artsy in the sense that you just get to look at like gorgeous shots and 
choreography and costumes. The yeah. costumes are fucking amazing. They're so good. But it's also very like intrigue-y and it just goes well with Point Break because it is just like a guy trying to fight his way to like self-determination. Yeah, and you got the like the same kind of undercovery aspect. Yes. And it's got the real like the the guy that the fake general is supposed to fight. He has a lot of respect for. Mm-hmm. They're both just they're warriors. They understand each other and they kind of have a bond in the sense yeah. that like, well, it's too bad we can't be friends because I have my duty and you have your duty. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going with that. Sweet. Shit. The the dual role guy is Deng Chao. He's great. Yes. Yeah. Right. Sweet. So go and go and watch it. Oh, and I'm I'm putting. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna put Point Break first. Yes, because cool. I feel like the adrenaline is really like, it's fun. It's you go fucking skydiving. I just think you'd have a hard time focusing on it if you put Shadow first because Shadow is so like, it's so overwhelming to look at and experience. Yeah. You know. And it, you, I, I find like watch something like Shadow and your brain is churning afterward yeah you're trying to do that while you're watching point break you're not gonna i don't think you'd like point break if you had to think about anything else (laughs) yeah over to you oh wait uh i need a name yeah oh i don't have one so over to you (laughs) thanks so much great good uh so we've already talked about most of most of my supporting arguments for this double bill sure um but to, to sum up, both Point Break and the movie that I have for this, they're both about the love of a lifestyle and those in it mm-hmm. and how the love for that lifestyle and those people destroys a law person's faith in the system that they're supposed to be upholding. Okay. They wind up teaming up with the quote-unquote enemy for a while uh, because they've been swept up in the romance of it only to have to face their old life and in doing so say goodbye to the people and things that they loved. Okay. So, uh, they both of these movies also have a lot of slow motion in them, uh, and I think that Keanu's quote that I'm about to give you sums up both movies pretty well. <laughs> okay, this is uh, his quote on Point Break. Uh, quote: It's the breakdown and restructuring of a man and a belief system, and also the discovery of himself, which I feel like supports your choice totally. Well. Yeah, I stole I stole this from you. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie I am pairing Point Break with is Zhang Yimou's 2004 movie House of Flying Daggers. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Yes! Okay, that's actually great as yeah. well. Yep, totally. totally. I, I obviously thought you were going to say this because I have it in front of me. But uh, they both work great. They both do, honestly. But I So this is how I think my take differs a little bit and why I went with House of Flying Daggers. Okay. Uh, Takashi Kaneshiro is the person who would be in like the Keanu Reeves role. I love him in this. He's, He's such great. a fucking goofy sleaze guy. <laughs> He's becoming he... one of those people that every, every time he shows up in a movie, I'm like, yay, Ooh! great! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he's our Keanu. Uh, they're both like laying their characters on top of each other works great for me because they're both uh, handsome, funny idiots who <laughs> are cops that hate their jobs slash life and aren't good at any part of their jobs. No, they just want to goof <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, Zhang Zi is our Tyler. Uh, she's there to be the gateway oh. to the new way of thinking and to teach him. Sure. Uh, she's kind of also the Patrick Swayze because she represents the alluring aspect of the new life that Kinoshiro wants right, to Right, so kind of drags him in. Uh, and to round it out, we've got the former lover stuff going on with Andy Lau, who's like his brother at the old life. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, He's yeah. the actual cop. Yeah. But the stories both start out as the idea of these warring institutions, cops and robbers. <laughs> uh, Tales old as time. And that fades into the backdrop to become about the personal story. Sure. It's just like in oh, both nice. cases, like 
House of Flying Daggers finishes up, and you have no idea what's going on with the war that's happening. No, so true. Yeah. Likewise, what the fuck is going on with Keanu Reeves' career? What's I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you see, is like throwing your badge into the sea like, and accepted. Get... Like, why does he even still have a badge? I don't know. Like, and again, he is gonna get extradited from Australia to be like hung in the U.S. Like what? <laughs> he, he's getting court-martialed for yeah. sure, or something, right? Is that something that only? Mil- it doesn't matter. Do he's you get not- quartered still? Is he get quartered yeah. when he goes drawn and or <laughs> he's in trouble? Yeah, he did it bad. <laughs> oh my god, that's so true though. Yeah, House of Flying Daggers. I think of is this movie that just like every structure, every belief structure, or like framework over the course of the movie mm. disappoints. So you move on yeah. to the next one that's slightly smaller and more manageable. That disappoints. Yeah. So you move on to the next thing and eventually you just have to be like, well, my lover is dead. Mm. I'm going to kill the guy that killed her because that's all I have. That's all I got left. Anymore. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Those are good. Thank yeah. you, Shang Yi. Yeah. Apparently, apparently he, I'm just going to come out and say he was directly influenced by Point Break. <laughs> oh, mm. Let's hope he never gets a hold of this. All three of these are very visually arresting movies. That's true. They're Uh, very kinetic. I like that. They all have to do with shitty leaders. Yeah. You got the shitty king in shadow. You got uh, the bad imperial state in Daggers. You got Reagan in Point Break. So... (laughs) There you go. Very externalized, yeah. <laughs> this is because we watched one second for the, the festival. Oh, yeah, we one. just yeah. watched the one of the new Zhang Yimou movies, so we yeah. got Zhang on the mind. <laughs> Yimou on the Yimou mind. <laughs> Solid well, choice. Yeah. Well done. As to you. Thank you so much. We I'm did proud it. of us. I like that, too, because I think House of Flying Daggers is Zhang Yimou's most colorful movie, yeah. and Shadow is his least colorful movie. So gray. So black yeah. and gray and white, but thematically. Yeah, they both look... Fantastic. All three of these look fantastic. I will say, I had not seen, like, we had not seen Point Break before. I legitimately was impressed with, like, how the skydiving stuff looked. Honestly, how the, yeah. yeah, it just sh- is shot so damn well. Like, you can, it would be so easy to make fun of Point Break, but I'm here to just be like, no, it's great. Don't do that. Yeah. Respect it. rules. <laughs> rules. Yeah, and all, all three of these movies, I feel like, really could, they deserve a burgeoning hotties segment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Patrick Swayze was an established hottie, but Keanu Reeves absolutely burgeoning hottie. Total burgeoning hottie, like the the peak of that. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yeah, like right. we named we came up with a segment for Tony Lung, but Keanu Reeves would be, yeah. if not for Tony Lung, Keanu Reeves is the guy. The definition, yeah. yeah. And Takashi Kaneshiro, I don't know what his career was like a lot before Hasselblad. He's Langdeck. pretty young in it. Yeah, like I think that's his first big international thing. Yeah, and then uh, and then you got Deng Chao. We got and. Jiang Ziyi. Oh, yeah, that's right. But she'd, been, she, she had she'd already, done yeah. What's It before. How's, uh, Crouching Tiger. That's the one. That's the one. That, yeah. well, well, that was only like, I don't know, that was like 2000. So it was a while before. Yeah, it was a while back. But, but still. Yeah. Deng Xiao, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Solid. Solid. Well, thank you for coming to our hot people talk. <laughs> that will uh, take us to the end of this episode here. So thank you all for joining us on this episode of Gartbidge. You can find us at Pod on Twitter. Uh, and Instagram, that's G-A-R-T-B-A-G-E pod. Aaron, where can the people find you? Uh, if they would like, people can find me at Maclebase on Twitter, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S for, um, I don't know, pictures of animals? <laughs> animals are great. Yeah. And you can find me at Dick R. Navis, D-I-C-K-R Navis. And uh, I want to mention, too, that this, uh, starting next week, will be our, our spooky month begin. We're yes. going to do... Uh, specifically just spooky movies for the next month. Yeah. So look forward to that. 
But you don't have to be a horror movie person to... We are yeah. not horror movie people. These, we dabble. Is, we dabble. We, we, we dab the toe. Is that how you say? I think one dabs the toe and my brain brain. one is us. It's very hot in the apartment right now. So with that, we're going to wrap up this here episode. Uh, please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. We yes, would love please. for more people to find the show as always. Let us know your thoughts on Point Break. And uh, if we just sound like we have stars in our eyes from seeing these young stars for the first time. <laughs> it's true. We do. And we are. <laughs> And I hope you will join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all. We are the ex-presidents, and we need just a few moments of your time. We've been screwing you for years, so a few more seconds shouldn't matter, now should it? Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and please don't forget to vote.